the blessing, the favor of God is on us for a lifetime. That thrills me. How about you? Praise God. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming this morning. Uh, Pastor Justin's already had a wonderful service earlier this morning. I got to watch a little bit of it. And uh, we're so thrilled that you're here. And those of you that are watching by way of live stream, internet, however you may be viewing the service this morning, we welcome you. And we pray that you will be blessed to the Lord and inspired in your faith. And you will never, never, never give up on God nor his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Open your Bibles, first of all, this morning to the book of Job, chapter 32. Job chapter 32. We're continuing our theme on the word the Lord has given me for the body of Christ, not only here, but all over the world for 2021. This is the third session that I've been teaching on this. And uh, uh, I'm sure there will be more lessons to come, but I always like to get at least three lessons to our church before I take it to the rest of the world. Praise God. Now, Job 32.8. I'm in Psalm 32.8. It's one book before that. That's the reason I had my marker in there. All right. Job 32.8. But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. There is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. The message translation reads this way. It's God's spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty One, that makes wise human insight possible. That's a powerful verse. I'm going to read it again. I think it's on the screen maybe. It's God's spirit in a person, referring to the Holy Spirit. The breath of the Almighty One that makes wise human insight possible. Now, wise human insight implies clear and deep perception. Clear and deep perception. And clear and deep perception, in the case that we're referring to about the prophetic word for 2021, is the ability... To conceive something that God has spoken. In other words, you can see it on the inside before it becomes reality to you on the outside. Amen. I like to say it this way. You become pregnant with it. Conceive. Another word for conceive is to become pregnant. Just like a woman who has conceived. And is now pregnant and waiting for the time to give birth to that child. You and I should become pregnant with what God says. Amen. Now, I want to remind you of the prophetic word. And and it's been a couple, two or three prophetic words that go together here. And uh, I saw Justin reading them this morning in the first service. So I've asked him to come up and read them again. And uh, if you don't have copies of them, uh, go to the website and, and make a copy of it and carry it around with you. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain yeah. so that he that reads it can run with it. Yeah. Amen. So listen closely as Brother Justin, Pastor Justin reads it again. It says a new era has begun and more and more signs of wonders will be seen in 2021. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power is never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what they'll see. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand for my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Many Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I plan, so rest in me. 
Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what is said in the news. With me on your side, how can you lose? So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass and great things I will do. Yes, a new era is here. It's already begun. And I've planned marvelous things for 2021. Abundant overflow is the order of the day. So rest assured it's on its way. Your adversary can't stop what I've already decreed. So stay in faith and get ready to receive. Allow no one to discourage you by what they say. Keep looking to me and I'll have my way. Tell my people they'll need to remain strong and stay close to me. So they'll not be deceived by their enemy. His attacks will intensify and he'll try to prevail, but my power is greater and it shall not fail. Fear not nor be fretful over whatever shall come. The battle is mine and I've already won. Contrary to what you see and what you shall hear, 2021 will be a great year. A year of abundant overflow, that's my plan, and it shall be so. And then the other thing was a great shaking, a great shifting, a great displacing will take place in your nation. And then immediately following this, there'll be a great awakening and a great outpouring. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. Now, Justin, what was the date on that? The, the, the first part. Um, the first part was, um, it was uh, October 3rd, and then I think October 2nd, October 8th, and then there was October 11th. It was three dates. Let me look right here. I got it right in my notebook. October the 3rd is when that came to me. And then some of the other part of it came a couple of days later. Now, there's a lot of things going on in our nation right now. A lot of negative things. A lot of things that look as though there's absolutely no way that we could experience abundant overflow. But that's the reason the Spirit of God said... Don't be swayed by what you hear and what you see. That's always the way of faith. If you haven't learned that by now, the basic, simple principle for living by faith is you can't be moved by what you see. You can't be moved by what you hear. You can't be moved by what you feel. So that means don't consume all or don't let all your time be consumed by the news media. Amen. Now they won't, probably won't, who knows, maybe they will. Uh, Abundant overflow will be impossible. And you see that on breaking news at the bottom. (laughs) But if it does occur, turn the television off. (laughs) Thank you for your enthusiasm. God asked Isaiah. Whose report will you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Does anybody else believe the report of the Lord? So let me read this again. Job 32, 8 from the message translation. It's God's spirit in a person. The breath of the almighty. That makes wise human insight possible. Without the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. It's not possible to have wise human insight regarding the things of God and the things of God that are to come. Let's verify that from something Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Anybody in here love God? Say, well, Paul's writing to me. Say it again. Paul is writing to me. I love God. And notice verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the things that God has prepared for us. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not likely you would ever know what God has waiting for you in the days ahead. Amen. You can only know that by the Spirit of God. 
But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now drop down to verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in you, not just so you can be called Pentecostal, nor charismatic, nor tongue talker. He's in you so that you might know the things that are freely given to you of God. Give the Lord a shout for that. Praise God. Amen. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. So once again, wise human insight implies clear and deep perception. And clear and deep perception is the ability to conceive something that God has spoken. Once again, in other words, you can see it on the inside before it ever happens on the outside. That's vision. That's vision. Amen. Vision takes place on the inside before it happens on the outside. I have a vision of abundant overflow. Get the vision of abundant overflow. Amen. Now, you're not going to, that, that vision is not going to become perfected if you only hear this one time. That's the reason the Bible says, write it. Write it. Uh, we're told that more people are the people who write their vision or more apt to see it become reality than those who don't. If you don't write it, then could that be an indication that you don't expect it? Other than just being lazy. Try this at the auditorium. That's the reason why I keep a notebook, a notepad on my desk, on my nightstand, on the vanity in my bathroom, one in my car, one in the airplane. I have notepads everywhere. In fact, I showed a group of people yesterday that uh, I was visiting with up in, up in my uh, I call it my holy of holies, <laughs> my room where I meet with God every year to get the prophetic word. And I showed them on the notepad going back years ago of what the Lord said to me about the coming new year. Didn't you see it, Walter? It's written out there. I wrote it down when I got it and I referred to it often to keep it sharp in my thinking strong in my spirit and cause me to continually expect it to happen. Now, if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that it wasn't God's will. See, a lot of people have the idea, well, that prophetic word didn't come to pass. It must not have been God's will. It can be God's will, but we don't do our part with it. The Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. He said, uh, take the prophecies, writing to Timothy. Take the prophetic word that's been spoken over you and fight. Fight a good fight with it. You know as well as I do, the devil's not just going to roll over and play dead and let you experience abundant overflow without a fight. Amen. 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 Fight the good fight of faith. It is a fight. (laughs) Sometimes your greatest enemy is not the devil, it's yourself. Just simply because you won't do what God said do. Well, Brother Jerry, we're under grace now. We don't have to do that. Well, the man who got the revelation about grace, which was the Apostle Paul, apparently he didn't have the same thinking as those kind of people. We're under grace, yes, but we're still required to be doers of the word. Amen. Amen. Grace does not exempt me from doing, being a doer of the word. I like to say it this way. Grace got me in so I could be a doer of the word. (laughs) Amen. 
Grace is what gave me right standing with God. Grace is what gave me the privilege to, to hear what God has to say and then the privilege of acting on it and watching him bring it to pass with signs following. Amen? No, we're never, never going to be in a place where we're not expected to be doers of the word. Amen? If, that, if, if, if grace means we don't have to be doers of the word anymore, then that would mean every Christian would be experiencing everything God has promised without doing anything. And my attitude is, that's not fair. Why am I required to be a doer and they're not? I'm going to (laughs) rebel. No, we are required. Be ye doers of the word. Uh, That's New Testament. Be ye doers of the word. Amen. And don't allow yourself to be deceived. Amen. So we're responsible for doing the word. We're responsible for holding fast to the word. Amen. And, And Satan is going to do everything he can to get you to let go of it, uh, get preoccupied with something else, become distracted by something else. And if you're looking to be distracted, keep your television on. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> it, it'll, it'll do that for you. Now, once again, you could say you have to become pregnant with it. That means something has been conceived in your spirit, man. Your very core. And when the Bible talks about the heart, in most cases, it's not talking about the blood pump. You can't believe God with your blood pump. No more than you can your right ear. It's not an organ he's talking about. It's your core, your spirit man. Amen. And when this goes off in your spirit, then it will cause conception. You'll become pregnant with it. You, you can see it on the inside. And it's more real than what you can see on the outside. Hallelujah. And you get to the point where you start walking around with your hands on your core. Put your hands on your core right now where your spirit is. And look at somebody and say, have you noticed I'm pregnant? <laughs> say, I'm pregnant with a vision. I'll be glad when this thing comes out. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, you know, getting into seven or eight months, a woman gets ready to, man, she, she wants deliverance to come. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you get to that place where you just walk around and, and, and sometimes I do it on purpose in front of other people. What are you doing, brother Jerry? I'm pregnant. Say what? Yeah, I'm pregnant. Pregnant with a vision. A vision of abundant overflow. And oh man, soon we're going to give birth to it. Hallelujah. Or God's going to give birth to it. Hallelujah. Well, what does a woman do when she knows she's conceived and she knows she's pregnant and she knows she's going to bring forth a child? Her attitude changes. She starts... What used to be the husband's study now becomes, <laughs> or what used to be a, a guest bedroom now becomes a nursery. She starts buying clothes. And if she knows in advance what it's going to be, it's either blue or pink. Amen? When, when uh, Mark James and Rachel found out that Rachel had conceived and going to bless us with our first great-grandchild. They already started painting the room. They already started decorating the room. We's already sending stuff. After little Liberty was born, Rachel has bows in her hair in every picture. This baby now knows that there's only one thing or I say two things that you need to exist on this planet. A mama that can feed you and a camera. 
she's got to where she poses because she knows her mama's taking pictures all the time, sending them to us. My phone, wherever my phone is, you know, it's got airplanes on it. It's got classic cars on it. It's got family on it, but it's got more pictures of Liberty than anything else. <laughs> Amen. Cause I'm, I'm happy about being a great grandfather. Amen. So no, that's all right. <laughs> but she's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. I am, I am smitten. She has got my heart. We went to see her not too long ago. And when we walked in, Mark James said, uh, uh, I'm your first grandchild. Yeah, get out of the way. We want to see. <laughs> well, y'all used to treat me that way. Yeah, but Liberty's here now, you know. I mean, we love you, but bring us Liberty. And we went walking around a, a, one of those outdoor malls. And we went into a little uh, kid's clothing shop. And Liberty was in this uh, buggy. And you got this little dress and held it over her. And she just went ballistic over that dress. And so I, I picked out another and put it over there and she just. But then when I got that same one, she just got excited. I said, you won't pop out to buy you this. You won't pop out to buy you the whole store. She'll have her own car by the time she's three. Amen. See, you start acting differently when you know you're pregnant. Get pregnant with God's vision. Amen. Conceive it on the inside. It's got to be more than just head knowledge. It has to be something in your heart. Amen. Something in your heart. So once again, you could say you must become pregnant with it. Now, another meaning for the word conceive is to take it in, to grasp, and to hold fast to it. If you can't see it on the inside, then it's not likely that it will ever happen on the outside. Now, that's, this is certainly true about this word, a year of abundant overflow. In the natural, at this very moment, with everything that's going on around us, with recent events, it looks impossible. But what's new? Everything God promises is impossible. Amen. <laughs> what's new? I mean, I've been living by what was impossible for 51 years now. And God proved that it wasn't impossible to those who believe. Amen. Are you a believer today? I know you are, praise God. So if you can't see it on the inside, it's not likely it will ever happen on the outside. Now, once again, Job 32.8 from the Message Translation. It's God's Spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that makes wise human insight possible. The breath of the Almighty is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, and it's also symbolic of divine inspiration. Divine inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit. It takes continual communion with the Holy Spirit to cause what God says to become so real to you on the inside that what's happening on the outside no longer matters. I'm not saying you're not, you pretend it's not happening, but it doesn't, it doesn't carry the greatest weight, so to speak, with you. It's what God has said, and you're conceiving it on the inside carries more weight in your life than what's going on on the outside and what everybody else is saying. You know, you can learn to turn a deaf ear to what everybody else is saying. Oh, how you do that, Brother Jerry? Same way you do sometimes when you're in church, I'm preaching. And you got lunch on your brain. You turn a deaf ear. You're thinking of, you know, steak and potatoes. Enchiladas. I shouldn't have brought all this up. Now you're going to be thinking about that. Get your mind back on the word. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Just reach up there and do like that old commercial years ago. Thanks, I needed that. <laughs> Get your mind back on the word. All right, now, divine inspiration. You must know that you know to the point that no one can take it away from you. I, this cannot be taken away from me. It's deeply rooted in my spirit. This is what Paul was referring to when he prayed in uh, Ephesians 1.17, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him would be granted to you. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him be granted unto you. It's the same prayer in Colossians 1.9, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. The Amplified Bible says, deep and clear. Remember that deep and clear? Deep and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, in comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God. Amen. That's what Job 32.8 was talking about. That it takes the, the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, on the inside of a person in order for them to to have comprehensive insight into the things of God. So once again, this takes a constant communion with the Holy Spirit. It, it takes more than just a, an hour or two on Sunday. Amen? Constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit so that He can continue to perfect that image on the inside of you. I, I did a sermon years ago and I, I, I said this in that sermon. Your heart is the canvas. The Holy Spirit is the artist. And the Word of God is the oil. And if you spend enough time with the Holy Spirit, He will paint an image on the canvas of your heart of what God wants to do in your life. And did you notice that a, a well-known, famous artist, they don't just go in and put it up for sale. It may take days, weeks, months even for that artist to get out of the inside of him what he wants on canvas. And sometimes he may even have to walk away from it and then come back and add to it. And every time he takes that brush, it is perfecting what he's seeing on the inside. Every time you get in the word and particularly finding promises for abundant overflow, which is what we're talking about. Every time you get in the word and find those verses and you meditate on them, the brush strokes are being added. You're getting a perfected image of what God wants to do in your life. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Now don't let somebody come in there and Destroy your painting. Keep it in your heart. Now, a, a good example of this is found in the story of Mary. And I'm going to... You, can you put the Passion Translation up there? Or do I need to just read it? Okay. Let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. And I'm going to read it and, and we're going to put it up on the screen for uh, the Passion Translation. And once again... Here's, what, here's the point I want to make before we read it. It takes constant communion with the Holy Spirit. And then what he shows you regarding the will and the purpose of God will bring you to a place where it can't be taken from you. So let's look at this. During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. She must have been my sister. <laughs> Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not 
yield to fear. Do not yield to fear. That's, that's very important. Do not yield to fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's the God of surprises. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, but how could this happen? Now see, that's exactly what people will be asking. Some in here possibly could be asking, how in the world could abundant overflow happen in these conditions? That's impossible. Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Not one promise of God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. I keep reading. Here's the important part. Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord as his servant. Listen to this. I accept whatever he has for me. I accept. Say that. I accept whatever he has for me. Say it again. I accept whatever he has for me. May, may everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. Now that's how you take the prophetic word, become pregnant with it, hold fast to it, and watch it come to pass. Without that process, it's not likely you'll have abundant overflow. Even if there are those around you who are having it. And if they are having it, they did what Mary did. Be it unto me according to your word. This looks impossible. But I'm not, I'm not focusing on the natural. I'm focusing on what God said. And God said, abundant overflow belongs to me and I fully intend to have it. I accept it and it will be just as he has spoken. And I think you ought to give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. Amen. I call that becoming pregnant with a vision. First time I preached with Kenneth Hagin. First time Kenneth Hagin heard me preach. That was, the, that was the title of my sermon that morning. It's in Anaheim, California, Brother Copeland, Brother Hagin, myself. Years ago. Long time ago. Brother Hagin said, you're going to preach first, Jerry, and then Brother Hagin's going to follow you, and then I'll do the evening service. And so my subject that morning was becoming pregnant with a vision. And as I went through the process, I mean, people grabbed hold of it. People started getting out of wheelchairs. People started throwing their crutches around the place. I mean, blind eyes open. It was amazing. And then I realized it's time for me to stop because I don't want to get into Brother Hagin's time. And I said, folks, uh, just keep receiving. Brother Hagin, would you please come up? And he walked up to the platform. I'll never forget what he said. I've been in the ministry long enough now to know when to preach and when not to. The anointing's on you, boy. Carry on. <laughs> Amen. And he went and sat down. Turned the rest of this, his session over to me. Amen. Becoming pregnant with a vision. Now, you're not going to become pregnant with a vision 
Just hearing it one time. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And some folks need to hear it more than some other folks. But everybody needs to hear it more than once. Amen. Everybody needs to hear it more than once. So from this example, this is what must happen to you when you discover the will and the purpose of God, purposes of God. If it doesn't happen to you like it happened to Mary, then once again, it's not likely to come to pass in your life. So get to the place where you walk around. And if you just do it in the own privacy of your home, with your hands on your stomach, on your core, where your spirit man resides, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with a vision. Deep down on the inside is abundant overflow. Birth is coming forth. Amen? Amen. And God will make it happen for you just like he made it happen for Mary. Can you say amen to that? Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And we talked about this uh, somewhat in my last time of speaking to you on this subject. But I want to go back and pick up some things again because it's important. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to. Now, another way of saying according to is in direct proportion to. In direct proportion to. And what would it be in direct proportion to? The power that worketh within you. The power that worketh within you. Now, the power that he's referring to, obviously, uh, The Holy Spirit is the origin of it, but I don't think it's limited to the Holy Spirit. That's that's not really what he's focusing on. If you want to know what he's focusing on, you have to go back to verse 18. So let's go back to verse 18. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ. So... What he's talking about here is the power to comprehend. Now, the Amplified, I mean the, uh, yes, the Amplified Bible says, who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. So right here, Paul is telling us that superabundant is available to us. But only in direct proportion to our ability to conceive it, to comprehend it. It's the power he's referring to. The power to conceive and to comprehend. So let's back that so that you know I'm not just making up something. With the amplified version for 18, verse 18. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp. There it is. Arrest my case. Could have been a lawyer. (laughs) That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp. And then he continues right on down to verse 20. The power that's working within us. He's referring to the power, your power, to comprehend. If you can't comprehend it, it's not going to happen. If you can't grasp it, it's not going to happen. If you can't see it on the inside first, it's not going to happen. Now, what I'm telling you is, you have an assignment. And it's more than just showing up in church on Sunday. That's a good start. Keep doing it because it'll keep, you know, Justin and I, we're on the same page here and we're going to keep uh, adding the word to perfect that vision. 
Amen. So don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That's a good, that's, that's a, 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 a major part of it. But even more so, on your own, meditate to the point that you comprehend it fully. And it's deep down on the inside of you. And nobody can take it away from you. Can you say amen? amen. All right, now, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp. That's the power that is within you that he's referring to. Now, Joshua, in the book of Joshua, go with me there. Joshua chapter 1. I love teaching. And you love hearing me teach. Thank you for those... Amen's. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1. Where is Joshua? This new Bible, I'm still breaking in. Pages keep sticking together. I'm in Joshua now. We're walking, we're walking. Joshua chapter 1. Look at verse 8. This book of the law. Or you could say the word of God. This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Day and night. Everybody say day and night. What does that mean? Day and night. Amen. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to get the meaning of day and night. It's day and night. How often do we meditate his word? Day and night. Day and night. I can't find anywhere in there on Sunday. Day and night. Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, for then. You will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. So if you're not doing that. The way God prescribed doing it, then whose problem is it that you're not having prosperity and success? Whose fault is it? Not God's. Because he's already given us the how-to, the principle. And if we act on that principle, then we can expect him to fulfill what he said. We will experience prosperity and success. Or in the case of what we're talking about regarding the prophetic word, we'll have abundant overflow if we meditate on it by day and by night. Now, the message translation says, and and this is a, a, a good meaning for the word meditate, ponder, ponder. What does it mean to ponder? It means to reflect deeply. It means to contemplate. It means to muse, to reflect, to mull over. To keep in your thinking constantly. Amen. How many of you do that? I don't lift your hand. I don't want to embarrass anybody. To reflect deeply. That means more than just reading. I read my Bible every day, Brother Jerry. Wonderful. But do you reflect deeply on what it says? Do you muse over what it says. Do you mull over what you've read? Do you keep it in your thinking constantly? Amen. This is, this is how you experience God's best in your life. And I want God's best. When I learned these things back in 1959, it has become lifestyle to me. I've, I've got the word, I've got the, I've got the promises of God, the things that God has said. I've got them on my mind all the time. And sometimes I have to, I have to deliberately get it off my mind so I can pay attention to the person speaking to me. You ever had to do that? 
Sometimes Carolyn says, are you listening to me? Well, I'm hearing words, but I may not be focusing exactly on what she said or somebody else is saying. Because a lot of times, and you can ask people that know me well, I'm in deep thought. (laughs) And it's based around what God has said. I got it on my mind all the time. Got it on my mind all the time. That's what you call meditating. And for those of you who may not know, meditation is not a bad word. We didn't get it from Eastern religions. They stole it from God. (laughs) But at least they understand the power of meditation. Most Christians don't. If you even mention meditate, you've been fooling around with those Eastern religions. No, I've been fooling around with Joshua 1 8. Amen. God thought of this, not some Eastern religion. Amen. So meditate, ponder on what God is saying to us until it is so deeply rooted in your spirit that no one can talk you out of it. And once again, that requires quality time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what he sent to do. That's reading Paul said, you haven't received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that you might know. Amen? That you might know the things freely given to you. So, I want to strongly suggest, if I could command you to do it, I would, but I don't have that authority. I want to strongly suggest that you meditate by day and by night on this prophetic word, Abundant Overflow. Get copies of what uh, Justin read to you earlier. Keep it, keep it in the front of your Bible. Keep it somewhere where it's handy for you to read quite often. Because every time you read it, you're perfecting the vision. Hallelujah. Amen. There are certain choices that you and I are responsible to make. And one of them is meditate the word. I can't make you do it. God can't make you do it. Pastor Justin can't make you do it. Only you can make the choice to do this. Amen. Amen. And your motivation should be the reason for doing it is because you want what it will produce. (laughs) Amen. Prosperity and success. That's God's promise. So once again, I learned to do this way back in 1969. And I've been doing it now for 51 years. I got the word of the Lord on my mind all the time. I've filled my mind with it. I'm constantly thinking about it. That's why revelation comes in not just one setting, but everywhere I go. I'm driving and I'm hearing God say, speak. I fly and I hear God speak. I I, I, I go to my study and I hear God speak. I took some guys up into what I was saying was my holy of holies yesterday. It's my place to be alone with God. And he never fails to show up. He always meets me there. In fact, I've heard him say one time, what took you so long? (laughs) What took you so long? I learned a long, long time ago, and I don't remember who taught it to me. But I remember in the early days, I wasn't very old in the Lord. And somebody said, you need to develop or you need to find a place in your home or somewhere that is your prayer closet and go to it regularly. Make it the place where you meet God and where God meets you. Amen. And, and I have several places like that. But my favorite one is. The Holy of Holies. <laughs> Amen. It's a, it's a third floor, floor uh, in, in a building that I have. And that's where I go. And God never fails to give me insight into what's coming. And once I hear it, the next thing I do is write it down. And I meditate on it. 
And notice in Joshua 1.8, it didn't end with meditating. Speak it. Don't let it depart from your mouth. In other words, keep it in your mouth. Talk it. Talk it. Talk it. How many of you go around talking abundant overflow? Abundant overflow. Abundant overflow. And you don't have to talk it in the presence of anybody else, but you need to hear yourself say it more than once. Amen. Talk it. Abundant overflow. Keep it on your mind. And then act like it. Amen. So that you may observe to do all that is written therein. Now very quickly go to Psalm 1. Are you receiving today? Psalm 1. You're in my Bible class. We're having Bible school this morning. (laughs) Vacation Bible school. (laughs) Wish I'd have learned something like this in vacation Bible school when I was a kid. Wouldn't have been so dumb so long. (laughs) Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Very familiar to everybody in here. Blessed is the man. Wow, we could just camp out right there. Anybody want to be blessed? I said, anybody want to be blessed? Well, you know, a super fast mind would think, I better read the rest of this to see what will position me to be blessed. Isn't that that a wonderful thought? (laughs) Got it all by myself. (laughs) Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Let me read read that again. Blessed is the man that spendeth not all his time watching CNN. (laughs) Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, notice there's three positions there. Stand, sit, walk. Now, walking in the counsel of the ungodly, that's bad enough. But you're walking, so that means you're, you're in movement. That means you haven't stood yet. When you stand, they just got your attention. You can hear them as you walk by. You can hear CNN's negative stuff as you walk by. You, you know, isn't it amazing? Even in the airport, while people are waiting for a flight, they got CNN so that people can be full of negative things before they get on a flight. You know, isn't it dumb that people will watch an airplane crash just before they get on an airplane? (laughs) Are people getting sick? Dying? And then you're required to put a mask on? What does that stir up? Fear. Faith cometh by hearing the word. Fear cometh by spending all your time in CNN or any other news media outlet that has nothing but just, well, you fill in the blanks. So notice, walketh. I can, I can walk by unbelief and it not affect me. But if I stand, it's got my attention. And if I sit, Oh, yeah, I'm taking it in now. Amen? I'm taking it in. So he says, blessed is the man who doesn't do this. But his delight is in the law of the word of God. His delight is in the word of God. There's nothing that brings this man more pleasure than soaking up revelation from the word of God. And in his word... Doth he meditate day and night? There it is again. Let every word be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. He meditates on it day and night. Then he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In other words, he's immovable. He's not shaken by what's going on around him. He can't be uprooted. Amen. And then it says, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what 
in reference to what we're talking about. And whatsoever he doeth will bring abundant overflow. Hallelujah. Can you give the Lord another shout? Praise God. Hallelujah. Whatsoever he doeth shall bring abundant overflow. Now, when you do what God is saying here, then you can expect this verse to come to pass. Isaiah 55, 11, you all know it. My word shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. Another translation says it this way. It will achieve whatever I desire. Amen. And what is God's desire? That we experience abundant overflow. And folks, this is not just not just a word given to me and I'm sharing it with you. You can find it throughout the scripture that God wants you to experience abundant overflow. There, there are other, uh, other words or, or uh, phrases that express it. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 28 is full of it. I'll give you a surplus of prosperity. That's abundant overflow. My cup runneth over. That's abundant overflow. I'll do exceeding abundant above all you can ask or think. That's abundant overflow. It's all over the Bible. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So he says, if you take it in, become pregnant with it, talk it, hold fast to it, meditate on it day and night, then it will achieve what I desire. It will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Hallelujah. That's what I'm standing on. Can you say amen? Amen. Now here's my last close. God wants me and you to let our imaginations soar. (laughs) Imagination is not a bad thing, only if you loan it to the devil. Amen. Not all imaginations are evil. Not all imaginations are bad. And not all imaginations need to be cast down. Only those that are contrary to the word. Your imagination is a gift from God. It's how you visualize. Amen. And God wants you to allow your imagination to soar. He wants you to think bigger. Hallelujah. God gave you this ability. Can you say amen? Amen. So here we are. What are you going to do with this? I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to do what I just preached to you about. I'm already doing it. Hallelujah. And I'm already experiencing testimonies of abundant overflow. Hallelujah. And you can have the same. Hallelujah. It's just as much for you as it is for me. Give the Lord a good shout and thank Him for it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Glory to God. Only 1215. Hallelujah. Still got time to make it to your favorite restaurant. You can go ahead and think about food now if you'd like. I'm done. Hallelujah. I learned a long time ago That once God puts a dream, a vision in your heart and you have conceived it, you're pregnant with it, the next best thing to do is sow seed toward it. Sow seed toward the fulfillment of it. Amen. Treat your tithes not as a debt that you owe, but a seed that you sow. So we haven't received tithes and offerings yet, have we? As we do that this morning, then have in your mind that as you release your tithe and your offerings, that you're, so, you're not only honoring God, but you're also sowing a seed toward the fulfillment of this prophetic word. That you're sowing a seed toward abundant overflow taking place in your life. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare to sow our seed this morning, to bring you our tithes and our offerings. We also, in addition to, treat it as our way of honoring you and showing you how much we appreciate you providing it for us. But we're also treating it as a 
significant seed toward the fulfillment of this word. Abundant overflow. In the name of Jesus. We'll keep it on our lips. We'll keep it in our mind. We'll keep it in our hopes and in our expectations. And we'll continually praise you in advance for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. I be seated for just a moment.